What is going on, Nittany Nation? Welcome to the Penn State Rivals YouTube channel. Obviously, we have a giant day with National Signing Day here on the channel, and joining me is our national recruiting analyst for Rivals, Adam Friedman. What's going on, Adam? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. So, like I said, this is the Christmas before Christmas for us uh, college football folks here in the recruiting world. Obviously, a lot to cover with this We Are 23 class, a very exciting class as we've seen it come together, a lot of twists and stuff. Um, I will say the biggest one to come, there is 22 of the 23 commits have officially signed. We still have that one verbal with Conrad Hussey. Um, obviously, uh, King Max, uh, teammate down there in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was supposed to sign today. I know you said he's not signing today. Kind of brought that out on Twitter. Is there any kind of updates on when, like a timetable for Conrad and how he's kind of leaning right now? Well, he was supposed to sign at a ceremony tonight uh, in the Miami area where a number of players would be signing. But um, our our uh, Miami publisher, Marcus Benjamin, uh, for Keynes County down there, uh, has told us that he is not going to be signing at that ceremony now. Um, this morning it looked like it was going to be Florida State. Uh, then it kind of switched around, and Miami's pushing also, and now he's just not quite sure. There was a rumor that he may have signed – the actual paperwork for Florida State, but not sent it in yet. So I uh, can't really confirm that at this point. So uh, we'll just kind of have to have, see how things play out there. He's the second, you know, uh, big Florida DB to not sign today, or at least announce that he's not signing today uh, after Cormani McLean yeah. uh, announced that he wasn't signing uh, with Miami this morning, or at least announced not signing, we'll say. He may end up in Miami's class anyways, but uh, the five-star – cornerback has yet to put out any additional news and and neither has hussy so we'll see what uh, what happens there yeah miami and florida state both have had a pretty good late push here um so it's definitely something to keep an eye on we'll keep you all updated on the channel on conrad but uh speaking about like king mac and his uh impact i think for me he's one of the the top defensive players in this class i can kind of see him coming in filling in like a jaquan brister kind of role what have you really seen out of his game that really impresses you and the kind of impact you think he can have here on penn state yeah he's a a great safety prospect i think he's number 27 now at the position and a four-star prospect for us at rivals uh you know he isn't the biggest player but super physical uh he's really does a good job coming downhill and filling the alley and he's a physical tackler he does a nice job near the line of scrimmage and uh, has some pretty good ball skills too so i expect him to create some big you know, momentum shifting plays, kind of like you mentioned uh, some of those uh, Penn State defensive backs in the past. So uh, a, a quality pickup, especially from South Florida. Yeah, I remember watching that first game they had on ESPN early in the season. I was like, all right, I haven't really watched too much of this guy. I was like, let me get my eyes on his tapes and definitely stood out. Can't wait to see what he brings. Uh, I told you I'm a Virginia guy here. Uh, I went to Louisa County High School because, you know, James Franklin took Brandon Smith out of Louisa a few years back. So Penn State's done a really good job of owning the state of Virginia, kind of keeping, you know, Virginia Tech and UVA out of some of these top guys. Obviously, Alex Berkmeyer is the one that stands out out of Ashburn, Virginia. With that team, they weren't like the most successful team, but you saw his impact in that game, um, you know, just on his team and how he really propelled those guys a four-star recruit, six foot five, two eighty-five. James Franklin said today he can play all five spots on the offensive line. You know, played center. I'm um, over there with a broad run, but then also they want to work him at guard. But has the length and um, athleticism at tackle. Is there anything really with his game? You know, Jevin Williams. They didn't pass the ball a lot with uh, their offense, so that's kind of the question mark. How was he in the pass, bro? Franklin said they don't care. They had him at camp. They seen what he can do. 
Um, but with, with those two guys on this offensive line, you'll see them come in. And obviously, you know, with Olu, Fashanu, uh, one of these top guys, Penn State is kind of getting this, um, the draft class going of just producing these guys and getting them to the league. What kind of impact do you think they could have right away, just even with those two guys um, on such an offensive line that's building up to be some of these you know, top offensive line in the draft? Yeah, first off, shout out to Louisa County. They got a couple of freshmen over there we're going to be talking a lot about in a few oh, yeah, years. Savion, um, got them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, yeah, Birch and Javen, um, you know, they're going to be the, the I guess, the, the cornerstones for this Penn State offensive line of the future. They are absolute animals. All right. Alex Birchmeyer is one of the very best offensive linemen in this entire class. Uh, there was some strong discussion about him potentially earning his fifth star in this last rankings update. I love the way he plays. He is a nasty offensive lineman. He's going to drive play, uh, defensive back or defensive players as far back as he, as they, as he can, uh, all the way up until the whistle sounds. Uh, he's a really good in pass pro also. Uh, this, Like you said, their team this year, not, not amazing, um, but I watched him in person the last couple of years. Uh, pass protection is not a major concern with him. He has a lot of experience with that. And he is, uh, he understands timing. He has great technique. Uh, and he, I love his wrestling background. Also, he has a yeah. really good understanding of how to use his leverage to just maul defensive linemen that are coming against him. The same thing can be said over about Javen Williams. He is one of the very best run blockers in this entire class. You saw he got another bump in the rankings. Uh, this latest update, we have one more coming up in January. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but Javen is a, you know, he's a guy that we were on pretty early. As soon as he got that, that first big offer, we took a look at his film and we were like, oh my goodness, this guy is really, really good. We were early with that four-star rating on him and he's been steadily climbing up the rankings uh, since then. Uh, but like you mentioned, has very little experience at, with pass protection. And, you know, that is, that's something that takes a lot of experience, especially when you get to the college level, uh, you, you're facing these really, really impressive uh, interior pass rushers, um, and Javen is going to have a learning curve there when he gets to the next level. But he does have the the physical tools. He has the skill set to excel in that area. We just want to see it actually happen so we can understand where he's at in his development, uh, and we'll maybe see if he gets another rankings uh, bump uh, in January. But are those two guys going to be the cornerstones for this Penn State offensive line moving forward? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt he can pull. You've seen the clips of him just laying guys out. <laughs> yeah, it's really impressive. He's a great athlete for yeah. the offensive line, that's for sure. Yeah, if you're uh, Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, um, you know, even Kevon Lee coming back, you're excited to have some more meat on that offensive line. Like I said, just really impressive how even a young guy like Ola who's coming back, and you know how high he was projected. Same with uh, Landon next next year. He's already projected like a top 25 pick. So big things happen on the offensive line with a, a young quarterback and Drew Allard. That's going to be monumental um one really interesting thing obviously you see a lot of position flex with you know dvs playing wide receiver and so on but you see something a little different here in virginia obviously with uh, mega barnwell uh, this tight end who can also play dn and you know franklin said he could also see him at tackle just because of his length and his size and same with tony rojas who seemed like he was like a five-star running back this year at fairfax every game that i went to and saw Everyone's just like, I can't believe I'm running. I mean, a, a linebacker is running the ball like that with his technique, his vision. How impressive is it? You know, not just playing on both sides of the ball, but I, I think it is a little bit different going, you know, corner to wide receiver. A lot of people can do that. But going from DN to tight end or a linebacker to running back, really how hard is that? 
Um, and how does that also influence your your rankings on rivals, you know, with, you know, Tony being a linebacker and, and Mega being a tight end? Yeah, yeah. Well, Mega, Mega, we'll start with him. Um, I went and saw him actually here this fall and uh, got a chance to sit down and talk to him. And he looks like he's in shape. He, he's ready to go in, at the next level. He's not somebody who is a tackle right now. And I don't really expect him to end up on the defensive side of the ball either. I expect him to start out as a tight end and probably grow into a tackle once those Penn State offensive line. Uh, uh, strength and conditioning coaches get a hold of him and he was very open to playing tackle uh, just really understanding how his body is going to develop that's that's really just the, uh, the big unknown so he's he's not opposed to changing positions he wants to i think the direct quote was i want to do anything to help the team and uh, you know i think that's the that's the that's the mindset that you want in any player uh with that's coming into your your class here so uh, Especially his, he was, he's been committed for a long time too like yeah, he's, he's committed been a couple of times too yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh yeah i'm a big fan of the omega and his and his uh mindset heading into the college uh, his college career with tony i definitely think he's going to end up on the defensive side of the ball penn state's recruiting too well at running back right now to use him as a running back and i fr frankly i think that He's underrated by us, even though we have him rated, I think, the highest or second highest in the industry. I'm a huge fan of Tony Rojas and the way he flies around the field. He's a big hitter. There's a lot of room to fill out his frame. He's really just scratching the surface of his potential. And I think Penn State hit a home run, really prioritizing him early in the process. Major, major upside for Tony Rojas. Yeah, six foot three, two oh five. I mean, just has it. Like I, I was at his uh commitment at Fairfax, and the the second I saw him, I was like, he just has that linebacker built size. And Franklin said he can play all three positions. You know, at the linebacker spot, you know, the Sam Mike and the Will that has the athletic ability in coverage, but also you see that run stopping this year at Fairfax just popped out on tape. But even if a guy like Mega does go to offensive tackle or DN or wherever. Penn State has the tight end position covered. Um, and it was interesting how Franklin was really talking about it uh, today with Adam Gordy, um, just saying, like, you know, they were so loaded. It was hard to, you know, get a guy like Andal, uh, Andrew Rappel. Yeah, but he was just so good to turn down. He just seems like he's a natural tight end already. He could probably start day one for a lot of colleges, six foot four, 215. But then also you have uh, Joey Schlaffer, a guy who I enjoy being around, just an upbeat, positive guy, another guy who, huge, huge frame. I mean, he's built like a wide receiver, but he just has that big body wide out kind of um, build to him with those two tight ends. What, what can uh, you expect out of these guys and what kind of tight ends are Penn state fans really going to see over the next few years? Yeah. That Penn state tight end room is in really good hands moving forward here. Coach Ty Howell really, really pouring it on with these two guys. Uh, Joey Schlaffer got a big rankings bump and so did Rappelier in, in this link last rankings update. I was at uh, one of, one of Rappelier's games, he was actually playing Thayer Academy in Samson Open Lola. Uh, Rappelier is a rocked up athletic tight end. This guy can take jet sweeps for the distance and score. He can block, he can catch, he can split out. He, he can do a lot of different things and he, he is really intense on the field. I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do at the college level. Um, he's got really good hands as well. Um, you know, I was standing there watching him, you know, catch long passes down the sideline over DBs and, and, and outrun DBs with, uh, on jet sweeps. It's really impressive to see what he's able to do. Schlaffer is a little bit of a taller, longer guy, um, who I think 
could split out a little bit more. He may not be as filled out as Rapoyer is at this point, but he's a really impressive receiving threat, somebody who's going to attack the middle of the field and uh, be a big target for those quarterbacks in the future. Drew Allar is going to find Schlaffer a lot uh, during his career. Yeah, you see the tight end impact this year. I mean, it's always been a loaded room. I remember the first time I saw uh, Andrew at camp at late uh, July, just catching like tightrope passes on the sideline. I feel Johnson was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's already just ready to be on the field. Um, and speaking of catching the balls, he was catching it from uh, a guy who impressed the heck out of me as someone who just came out of nowhere with Jackson Smolik as a crazy story. Because, you know, you cover the Elite 11 for so long. You watch and keep up with these guys as they go to league. I mean, far back as like Tua, Trevor, and all them. Caleb Williams wins the Heisman this year. He's a late, last-minute addition. Shows out he's one of the top 10 guys there. You know, knocks some guys out like Marcus Stokes just flipped uh, from Penn State to Florida at the time. So Penn State was kind of looking for that that quarterback. And then Jackson Smollett just comes out of nowhere and impresses at the Elite 11 and then just drives over to uh, Penn State at that same camp late in July and really just – pop you see the ball just pop out of his hands he might be an undersized guy just a little bit i think he's super underrated but i think he has a lot of potential at that quarterback spot what really impressed you out of him and just his story you know he was heavy in two lane um for a long time until you know he started getting that national recognition after the elite 11 and just kind of really came onto the scene of uh, late in july yeah, yeah, he's a guy that we're interested in learning more about as the process goes on. There isn't much left of the process here. Maybe we'll see him during the All-Star season, maybe not. But uh, he's somebody that will will benefit from from a year or two uh, in the Penn State system, sitting behind Alar and learning a little bit more, developing physically, and, and get really getting up to speed with the college game. So, um, you know, there's still a lot for him to learn uh, when it comes to, you know, getting ready to perform at the college level. But the physical gifts are evident. He's got a big arm. He can throw the ball accurately. He has solid mechanics. He processes information fairly quickly. Uh, but there's a huge step up from, you know, Iowa competition to, you know, Big Ten competition, especially Big Ten East competition. So, uh, we'll have to see how things turn out for him. And I'll try not to take it as a little bit of a slight when you say he's underrated. You know, I think three stars are good players too, okay? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like when you get to the Elite 11, you have like these big five-star uh, guys like, oh, I'm going to Oregon, I'm going so on. And he didn't really have that stage and, you know, that that presence to himself yet. And you just kind of like, I don't care. I'm going to be a guy who comes, you know, the, the last-minute invited guy and really impress um, the coaching staff. And I, like, like I said, the, the second I saw him start throwing the ball, I was like, man, this guy really has a lot um, to his game that I like. I want to end it with one thing. I think the, the main concern in this class could possibly be that, that DN spot. Um, not that it's a bad DN spot. Cause you do have some guys um, that have been added late as well, but um, there's a guy that you really got to talk to Mason Robinson, obviously over there in your territory uh, in Maryland, Penn state knows a lot about that area a lot of former teammates on the team. Um, what's one thing that you really talked to him um, during his commitment that really stood out to you, you know, character, whether it's his game. I mean, I started watching his tapes. He has a, a mean stiff arm, a, a really good motor off the line, just a fast get off. What about Mason Robinson really jumped out on tape to you? Yeah, so on tape is a little bit different than the player that I know Mason is. I got to spend a lot of time at McDonough over the years. I used to live fairly close to that school, actually. And, you know, we're very familiar with that program. There have been some big-time players that have come out of McDonough over the years. Denied Dennis Sutton is from that school. P.J. Mustafer, Devon Ellis, a lot of Penn State guys have come out of McDonough. So we're very familiar with Mason. Uh, and he, 
you know, this year, I think we got to see how he's developed at the point of attack. He was forced to be a bigger, stronger guy when, when teams would try to run at him or even option him uh, so that he could really just be taken out of the game. And uh, we got to see how he was able to handle blockers in his face and, and chase down ball carriers and things of that nature. That was a really impressive thing to to see from Mason this year. Uh, I, I've known him for quite a while. He's a really good kid. He's a really hard worker. But I think at Penn State, we're going to see him use his versatility a little bit more. He's he's not the tallest. He's not the longest guy. But he is a better athlete than what he showed on film even this year. So it wouldn't be surprising to see Penn State try to move him around the defensive front and take advantage of that skill set that he's got. Um, and, and I think that they'll have the, op the opportunity to do that given the other defensive ends that they've got in this class. Jamil Lyons is a really high upside defensive end. I love what he's able to do. And um, Joseph Mupoy is a fantastic pass rusher with a lot of upside as well. Think Jason Owe type upside with mm -hmm. him. He's got a lot of uh, great athleticism there. He's just got a little bit more to learn about uh, the finer points of the position. Um, but Jamil Lyons is kind of a, a little bit of an athletic freak show. And uh, we'll see how Penn State's able to really develop him and get him up to speed and put those put those traits to use. Yeah, obviously losing to Marion Parker was a big blow, you know, going to Clemson. Um, but I still think I, I like this edge class. Uh, and, you know, like you said with Danny, uh, Dennis Sutton, some young guys already on the team. You know, you see guys like Luketa, Ibukite, um, the last few years, really just pushing those guys into the league. So I think you'll see more of that pass rush ability. You got Chop Robinson this year, Adisa Isaac. Um, so the the quarterbacks in the Big Ten, they got to watch out because uh, Tony Rojas said today, I love blitzing. So you, you'll expect, you know, Maybe Manny Diaz sticks around for a little bit because he's got some really good weapons on defense to play with now. Um, so, Adam, I appreciate you stopping by. Obviously got a lot to uh, keep up with throughout the day. And like I said, we'll keep you up to date on the Conrad News and see where he goes to. Um, but Adam, I appreciate you stopping by, and uh, I'm sure you're a busy man today. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. We'll, uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with this news as it comes in. Absolutely. So subscribe to the channel. We will keep you up to date as always, and then break down these players as the uh, signing day wraps up and these guys get their letters in. So I appreciate y'all tuning in on the Penn State Rivals YouTube channel.